and when it came to hiring people we thought that we should hire people who are who are junior because i am the one who is going to take decisions and slowly it just blew over so it was all over the place we did not know who offers are going when we had to try something new i would have to be the one who would have to decide for small small decisions the team will be stuck because they wanted to speak to me so i think it basically for few months it was very chaotic hello fellow risk takers and welcome to my worst investment ever stories of loss to keep you winning in our community we know that to win in investing you must take risk but to win big you've got to reduce it Join our community and get the risk reduction checklist I created from the lessons I've learned from all my guests and much more. Also, claim your special discount on my six-week valuation masterclass bootcamp where you learn how to value companies like a pro and advance your career. Go to myworstinvestmentever.com to join for free. Fellow risk takers, this is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stotts from A. Stotts Academy, and I'm here with featured guest Amit Agarwal, Amit, are you ready to rock? Sure, yes. Let me introduce you to the audience. Amit is the founder and CEO of NoBroker.com, the world's largest C2C real estate platform, now with 13 million customers. This platform is eliminating brokers and agents in real estate transactions with a tech-based approach. He has raised $150 million of institutional funding so far. And the no broker business model is disruptive, tech-based, capital efficient, and designed to scale globally. I mean, take a minute and for any further tidbits about your life. So I'm an engineer and an MBA, and we started no broker with the concept that we will connect owners and tenants and buyers and sellers directly with each other without any agent or broker in between. We started seven years ago. Initially, it was difficult to get funding because people felt, investors felt that uh, this is not something which has been done at a large scale anywhere before. But over years, we have we have got a lot of customers now, 13 million and a large team and doing pretty well. I wonder what gave you the confidence to think that this could work because a lot of times, when we look at a traditional business model, I mean, you were really going up the traditional business model that's done everywhere in the world. A person wants to buy a piece of property and they're doing it through a broker or an agent, somebody that's taking care of them all the way through the process. So I think what we felt was that today in this internet age, I can send a friend request to anyone. I can send a friend request to Brad Pitt. <laughs> he, may, he may or may not accept it, but I can send it. So we felt that why is it so that every platform is working with a broker and why can't we connect owner and tenant directly with each other? And we just saw this as a problem, which is widespread as a consumer in India and felt that we should do it with the help of technology. Of course, there was no precedent, but isn't startup about doing something new anyways. And where just maybe you can just give the audience an idea about where you're at. You've got 13 million customers. You have a big team, you're generating a lot of revenue, uh, you know, maybe just give us an idea of kind of where things are at right now. Sure. So we started six, seven years back. We bootstrapped for almost a year. We worked from home and then we only opened office after we got funding. And from a team size of perhaps eight to 10 people today, we are 
2000 people from bootstrapping stage to today we have raised 151 million dollar funding from top investors across the world and from the customers who were basically 1000 a month today we add almost 400000 new customers a month with a cumulative customer base of 13 million wow and you're headquartered or you're living in uh, kolkata or where are you bangalore bangalore okay fantastic well i'm really you know i think that's a, it's a fascinating business and uh, that's i wanted to learn a little bit more about it but now i also want to learn about your experience so now it's time to share your worst investment ever and since no one goes into their worst investment thinking it will be tell us a bit about the circumstances leading up to it and tell us your story yeah so we basically bootstrapped for a year and then so i'll talk about the mistake which we did while scaling up so we basically got habituated doing everything on our own <laughs> so be it finance be it hr be it running business everything will basically go through me and somehow i started feeling that that's how it will work in the future also and i need to be in control <laughs> and when you're bootstrapped for a year and when you are getting funding you basically want to be in control you want things to be decided by you so what we used to do is that even if you have to give an offer letter to a person, I will type that offer letter in a word template. <laughs> I will email it to him. If you have to pay a vendor, I will basically pay from, from our company account. And you basically and, never slept. <laughs> and when it came to hiring people, we thought that we should hire people who are, who are junior because I am the one who is going to take decisions. And slowly it just blew over. So it was all over the place. We did not know who more of us are going. When we had to try something new, I would have to be the one who would have to decide. For small, small decisions, the team will be stuck because they wanted to speak to me. So I think it basically, for a few months, it was very chaotic. Mm. And when did you know that this just isn't going to work anymore this way? I think it was more of a, a chance that a very good guy just happened to come to our office and we met him from my same college and we ended up joining hands and he, he, he ended up joining us. And then suddenly I saw that the huge amount of change that this guy can bring is humongous. And I felt that now there are two, two people. So one more Amit has been copied and he could quickly understand as to what is the intention and what do I mean? And then I realized that, <laughs> that I am not enough and we need very smart people, much smarter than me. Yeah, that's, it's like also realizing that you're the bottleneck and then you see someone come in that can do it. And it's just, it's like an awakening. So how would you describe the lessons that you learn? And I'm thinking about, you know, young people out there, there's a lot of people, people that are listening, people all around the world that are starting up companies. It's their idea. They're running their business with their idea. They're in control. You know, tell me the lessons you learned. The lesson which I learned was that if you want to scale up, then being doing everything on, on your own, trying to control things is a, is a very bad idea. You need to hire great people, great people in HR, great people in finance, great people in your team. And do not think that whether they will be fully occupied right now or not. It's not about them being 100% occupied. In fact, if they will be 100% occupied, then anyway, you are too late in hiring them, in joining them, hands with them. And so the objective is to get better people than you, is to get expertise in each functional area faster, before than you need, and give them huge amount of independence and accountability. 
And how do you handle for the typical person listening? And I'm sure you face this at times. You, you want to get those people, but you don't really have the budget, you know, so you're kind of stuck. Like you got to do it. Obviously, when you hit that point that you've got enough money to start hiring these people, but what do you do in between when you're kind of stuck? So in that case, I think compromise with the years of experience and replace it with higher passion. So had you had lots of money, perhaps you would have hired a 10-year experience guy. I think at that stage, in case you don't have the money, perhaps it is better to hire a two-year experience guy with much more passion. And many a times at that stage, that guy is even better. Mm. Okay, let me, maybe I'll share a couple of things that I take away from it. You know, you reminded me of, of two things. The first one is that many years ago in one of the businesses that, that I own with my best friend, Dale, it's a coffee business. Basically, Dale had to do all the quotations and he had his calculations and he had everything set up. And basically, there's just a time that we got to where we realized that salespeople were waiting a week for him to get the quotations done for potential sales, you know, that were ready to happen. And nobody else kind of had the knowledge that he had and the ability to price it and all of that. And we just realized that, you know, there was just a huge stopping point. And that was when we, you know, got our first kind of significant software that allowed him to get the salespeople to have their iPads or their computers and be able to create the quotations on their own. And I just, I just really remember that bottleneck and it wasn't so much budget as it was just that we didn't see a, a way out. And then we found it through software when he just got exhausted of doing it. The second thing you remind me of is I, I have kind of a, when I talk to people about startups and they tell me about their business, what I say to them, at least this applies in Thailand, I don't know about India, and it probably applies around the world to some extent. And that is, I have what I call like the $3 million rule. Like how quickly are you going to get your revenue to $3 million? Because at $3 million, you now have the budget to have a proper management team, to have a proper office, to have proper software infrastructure to scale your business. But if you want to try to do all that with $500,000 in revenue, it's hard. And, and that's what I call my $3 million rule. Anything you'd add to that? No, no, this sounds very good. I think this sounds very objective also. Given yeah. this milestone, then it makes sense. Yeah. Julia. I mean, because otherwise, you know, as a one man show or one woman show, you just wear yourself out and you've got to have a management team around you to be able to expand that. So let me ask you, based upon what you learned from this story and what you continue to learn, what one action would you recommend our listeners take who are in the same situation as you were to avoid suffering the same fate? So my suggestion would be that we need to continue learning, continue reassessing. So it might have worked really well when you did not have budget and when you were the, the only actor in the movie. But as the situation changes, you also need to quickly change and realize that now that zero to one journey is now changing to one to 10. And hence you need better people than you. Expertise needs to be brought in and then slowly start giving away. Mm. Great advice. And for the people that are listening that, you know, are struggling right now and they're overloaded, they're overwhelmed, they're doing it all themselves. You know, I think the, the value that you bring to this discussion and to them is to just stop and think about where you're at. It may be time that you've got to reach out and get help and 
and build out your team so you're not doing everything. And then you can really scale your business. It just reminded me of one other story, Amit, which is that I hired a guy, I had a young guy come into my valuation masterclass to a live event and he really liked it. So he signed up for the full experience, which takes a long time. And then he asked me to do an internship. And so we started working together and then eventually he was so good that I hired him. But he's the first guy that I've hired that can really do my job, which is very, you know, most of the people that I've hired are complimentary. They're not doing my job. They're doing something that I can't do. But he's the first guy that came in that could actually do my job. And my experience with that has been just absolutely liberating. For instance, you know, we write a lot of courses on valuation of companies and stuff. And I can tell him this is what I'm thinking. And then he can create it because he understands where I'm coming from and what I'm doing. And that's just a, you know, and I, I just want for the listener out there to, to remember that there's two types of people that you're going to be hiring. One is a person that does something that you're just never going to be good at. Let's say it's accounting or whatever that is. But there's also, and I think that's part of what you described here, is the idea that you're going to hire someone that's going to, boom, going to take your work away. And Got what it. a feeling it is. It's game changing. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Well, I think a lot to learn there. All right, last question. What is your number one goal for the next 12 months? The number one goal is to, we have now into multiple services, right? From packers and movers and painting, cleaning. The next one year goal is to keep customers happy, expand into new services and make them bigger. Mm, exciting. Exciting. Well, listeners, there you have it. Another story of loss to keep you winning. My number one goal for the next 12 months is to help you, my listener, reduce risk and increase return in your life. To achieve this, I've created our community at myworstinvestmentever.com. And when you join, you get that special discount to my six-week valuation masterclass bootcamp. As we conclude, Amit, I want to thank you again for coming on the show. And on behalf of ASTOTS Academy, I hereby award you alumni status for turning your worst investment ever into your best teaching moment. Do you have any parting words for the audience? Thank you very much. It was great to be on this podcast. We appreciate it. And that's a wrap on another great story to help us create, grow, and protect our well fellow risk takers. This is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stott saying, I'll see you on the upside.